everybody. Welcome back. It is episode 13 of PK's Place. Hope everyone is doing fantastic today. Hope everyone had a great weekend. So a little thing I just wanted to update everyone on uh, programming wise was obviously since I started uh, taking some college classes and whatnot, the release date of each episode is is going to vary basically on when I can when I can get an interview and basically when I can chat with the people with the interesting people that I bring you on a weekly basis. So like this episode, I, I, I'm going to hold it until regular, regular Monday release date, but there's some episodes like last week or, or even down the road that may actually drop on Wednesday or Thursday. So just keep that in mind. If there hasn't been an episode when Monday rolls around, it's probably going to be coming later in the week. Um, also, obviously it's September. So kind of sucks that summer's gone uh i had a very good summer personally a lot of growth a lot of good memories so i hope everyone's summer was really good and even if there were some parts of it that might not have been the best thing there's always something you can take away from it and there's always lessons to learn so it's obviously just to make next summer better not that i'm thinking that far ahead and it's it's just crazy how quick it goes by i just remember it was the beginning of june and i was about to hop on my plane to la and then now i kind of just blink and it's September it's it's crazy how fast it goes and I guess another thing was uh NFL football is back and if you know me or have listened to any of my episodes which I hopefully I would hope you all have uh I'm a I'm a fan of the NFL I like watching watching NFL especially just on a Sunday it's an easy kind of easy recovery day just to lay on the couch lay in bed and just watch red zone so I was watching the Buccaneers and Cowboys, which luckily the Buccaneers won. Um, luckily for me, since I, I had a few Bucks members on my fantasy football teams, uh, I'm in a few leagues, so not that anyone cares, but it was it was a good game. Uh, it's good that uh, football's back, especially since last year started with no fans, as many sports did. So it was good to just see uh, a full stadium in Tampa, obviously with the Bucs being the defending champs, so we'll see how they do but yeah it was it was an entertaining game and looks like it's going to be a very very good season uh so today's interview is going to be with another friend of mine it is Quinn Emerson who's playing in the BCHL for the U.S. based team Wenatchee the Wenatchee Wild and he played in Texas for Lone Star last year fun interview we chatted for just a little under an hour it talked about a lot of things he is a little hint he is a little bit of a lookalike for a major, major actor. So we had some fun there. Uh, yeah, let's, without further ado, we're going to send it over to Quinn Emerson. Okay, so our next guest is currently playing his last year in the BCHL and is following in his father's footsteps by playing for Bowling Green State next fall. It is Quinn Emerson. What's going on, Quinn? Hey, guys. What's up, PK? How are you? I'm doing well, man. How are you? Uh, pretty good. Just got back from a skate with uh, a few of the guys. I think you, Jack Blake, you know, you know that guy. So yeah, it was mm-hmm. pretty fun. That's good. Yeah, Jack. I actually had Jack on last episode. We had a blast. It was it was a very good interview. He brought a, a lot of insight. And similarly to Jack, uh, you're following in your father's footsteps, like I just mentioned, in playing uh, for Bowling Green coming up, actually going in with Jack. Was was Bowling Green the main? Uh, school you wanted to go to or are there any other schools that had any interest in you uh 
obviously at Bowling Green, like it was a huge honor when they I first started talking to them and uh my dad went there. So like I really want to go there. The 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 college there I visited, I loved it like right when I went there. And uh, you know, I just fell in love with it. So I decided to commit there and uh there's I'm no looking back on it and I'm really excited to go in next fall. So yeah, uh, good to hear. Do you know, uh, I know it's a little early, but do you have like a major you're interested in or are you kind of just seeing where it goes? Uh, right now I'm taking like some classes just to get some credits done, but I'm really looking into business or uh, sports management, something to do with that. Yeah, I think I think you can't go wrong with with either ones. And similarly, what I talked about with, with Jack, uh, for those that listened last week and tuned in was Quinn also got to go to King's Development Camp what can you speak about your experience at camp? You know, it was an unreal experience that like I'll never never forget. Like a lot of kids don't get the opportunity to go. And obviously going to LA, it's where I'm from, like biggest fan growing up here. So unreal experience. Like I learned so much there. It was awesome. How did you feel you compared uh, or at least kept up against some of the higher end players? I know Jack mentioned uh like Byfield and Turk didn't get to play in the scrimmage because they had some different injuries or, you know, a surgery in Turk's case to attend to. So how do you think you compare it to some of the up and coming prospects they have? Uh, obviously the prospects were amazing. Like Kupari, Madden, like so many guys out there do this. And uh, it was like, on, like I was looking to my left and right and I was playing with on a line with Kupari and Madden. So yeah, it was pretty unreal. It was like it, it just makes the game so much easier when you play with guys like that. And uh, obviously, like, they're really good guys and really good players. And uh, it was tough, but I think I hung in pretty well there. Yeah, good to hear. It was, yeah, the Kings have had, uh, they've had, they've been doing better in the department, in the prospect department. So I think that they have a bright future for years to come, especially already coming off of a few championships the past few years. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think they're ranked number one right now in prospects, and it's no wonder why after skating with those guys. So, And someone you actually did not get to skate with was a friend of the program, uh, Arthur Kaliev, or as our guys know him as Mike Tyson. He wasn't, he wasn't there. I think he was still getting his second COVID vaccine. But, yeah, you throw him in the mix, too, and that's just another, another reason they're ranked number one. Yeah, for sure. That guy, that guy's a good guy. He's, he's so good. I wish, I wish I got to play with him. He's an awesome guy. So. Oh, he's, he's so funny, like away from the rink. Like, like when, at least when I first knew him, he, he's a man of everyone that doesn't know uh, who Arthur Kaliev is very man of very few words. He does not talk a lot, but it's funny since like we, he's gotten in our group chat with like me, Igor, and a few other guys, he's probably one of the funniest guys in our chat. Like just like the things he'll throw in there. <laughs> and and say it's it's honestly it's honestly insane like he's really funny but on the ice especially I think it was uh the goal he scored against Finland in the world juniors like Turk gave him a nice pass and Finland just left him wide open in the slot and you just can't do that because he's gonna go bar down like he did (laughs) yeah for sure you described him perfectly a man a few words like he loves saying like certain phrases yeah. And, uh yeah it just sticks with them for sure like you'll be saying it for weeks uh, oh yeah, absolutely I haven't, met, I haven't met that guy yet but like playing some xbox with him yeah he seems like a really good guy so what uh yeah 
what 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 are you guys uh ripping on xbox uh already uh recently he's been i haven't talked to him a little bit but uh usually we played call of duty together some war zone that was huge a little few months ago so yeah who's who's better you or bike uh i would have to say me like i I usually don't say that but i don't know i'm a little i think i'm a little better than bike (laughs) so what do you think makes you better uh at call of duty than him other than probably getting obviously having a better kill to death ratio uh probably me just playing too much first and then uh uh i don't know honestly like i think i have a little better game sense in in that game than him maybe not hockey but i got him in call of duty (laughs) i know he i know he's played like other video games and he's played like 2k oh yeah fifa have you do you think if you played him in like 2k or fifa that he would just run your show or do you can still beat him yeah, he would run my show for sure. I'm not. I'm not very good at the sports games. I don't know. I don't play too much of those yet. For sure, he'd run me though. Yeah, I, I bet. Um, so something I also brought up with with Jack that I want to kind of get your perspective on was uh, the fabled six man volleyball tournament. What was your reaction to the whole weekend? And obviously, it's been talked about, and we talked about it last week. But especially with Josh getting uh, his pants <laughs> dropped by the kid. Yeah, you know, that was a pretty, that was a pretty crazy weekend, like, just, like, to start off with. Uh, our parents actually played in the six band, so we we just decided we're eating at El Sombrero. We saw it on the poster on the wall, so we're like, we got to play in this tournament. Came in, we, uh, we, all, we all played. There's about, I think, only eight of us. Like, none of us were good except for Parker Murray. He was pretty good. And uh, everyone came over to watch our game. Like, obviously, it was it wasn't pretty embarrassing. Like, one team started playing on their knees, and like, it it was really embarrassing. But and like, so many people were watching us. It, like, they're just coming over. Obviously, like, they're like kind of chirping Josh a little bit. So like, we kind of gave it to him a little bit, like protecting our teammate. You know how it is with hockey. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, and your friends. That's like really important. So all those guys came over. We. Like there's almost a few fights too. Like it was pretty ridiculous to be honest. Like we 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 didn't deserve to be on the beach with those guys. Those guys are unreal. So, but it was an unreal experience. Like I would, we're for sure gonna do it again, and hopefully next year we'll protect Josh good enough so he doesn't get pants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like I said, uh, obviously it looked like fun, but when you actually saw it, like saw it go down, like the kid walking over and getting pants what was your reaction to that and especially seeing josh just chase the kid down you know i i think that's like pretty messed up like that kid definitely deserved it he honestly deserved more like josh held back on him and like you saw the video i'm sure Mm -hmm. like all the guys are like backing josh up and i don't know like i don't know i think that's pretty messed up with the kid to do like like you just shouldn't do that to a random person like you don't know especially in front of a crowd like that you're just embarrassing yourself at that point, I think. So, yeah, for me, the main thing, I guess, why I wouldn't do that is what if you, what if you go down and you like yank his drawers, but he's got nothing up yeah, the knee. I know, like maybe he wasn't wearing underwear. And, like, <laughs> oh, just go, like, disrespectful, so. Yeah, you just see his, you just see his, his penis just hanging yeah. out. <laughs> that, that, would, that would for sure go viral and not in a good way. So, no, oh my goodness. And right. I, I guess the thing I'm thinking about too is, you see that there's like well you would say there were kids where there were like little kids there right just watching the oh yeah volleyball too so people watching yeah we don't need uh we don't need josh becoming a a sex offender 
yeah. by accident just because <laughs> someone yanked his pants down. And it's so I guess you, you did bring up the video, which was a funny video actually on uh, our pods Instagram. Uh, I included the clip uh, when Jack was explaining the story. So if anyone want to wants to go watch the video, uh, check it out on, on the Instagram it's there. And yeah, I, like I told Josh, I mean, like I told Jack, I think Josh did a good job not beating him up because like, I don't think Josh needs an assault charge, especially for a kid who did something as stupid as he did. Cause I mean, the kid didn't need to do that, but I think Josh also was smart not to cave his face in. Yeah. Like that guy deals with so much stuff, man. Like, they're just hecklers like trying to mess with them and all they're trying to do is get his attention really like like just hanging out with them for a few days like it's so like I didn't realize how famous he was like just walking by like you know people give those faces like they know they know who he is and like usually it's guys who try to like come up to him and start problems like there was there was like I remember one guy like he did it like two days in a row like he just falls around like everywhere and like try to start problems it was it's just pretty ridiculous at that point you know just trying to get his attention yeah man i i honestly don't understand what goes through these people's minds where they're like wow i see a celebrity right there i'm gonna cause something i'm gonna make a scene it doesn't make any sense to me Mm -hmm. that's how that's how it was both days like and yeah it's it's just like pretty embarrassing at that point like they're just making fun of them. And then like, we try to do something. They almost try to be our buddy, buddy with us and like try to hang out. with us. like, that's like how it was for most of them. And like, yeah, it's, it was pretty bad to be honest, but uh, we're, he's a good guy and like getting to know him, like, yeah, it, he doesn't deserve any of that. So. Yeah. I don't, I don't think anyone does. And honestly, like you telling, you just told me that you just said that they would try to be like you, Jack Parker, try to be your guys, everyone else on the team's friend, but not Josh. Honestly, I know it's easier said than done, but I feel like you could see through that. It's at the very surface level. They're being two faced. And I don't think you want any two faced people hanging around you guys. So I think, and obviously like if it were to happen even next year, if there was someone else, even like a friend of Josh's was playing too, who's got a following like he does, you would just say, Hey, you guys are two-faced get out like just scram yeah Yeah, we definitely see through it too like uh, especially when all these people just start coming up like they try to be friends with us just like get friends with josh like it's it's pretty cool like so many people come up to him but at that point it, it can just be like pretty annoying and like uh just dealing with that almost on a daily basis so it'd be pretty tough yeah and uh i know you said you saw the six man poster at a restaurant have you like so when you've gone if you've got first question is have you gone to eat with Josh and second if you have do people try to come up to him and talk to him because I've I come from the mindset that if I see a celebrity at dinner which I know you probably heard but me and Igor and the guys we saw Polo G at dinner one night like my rule is like I'm not going to go talk to that person at dinner because if I was in his shoes I'm eating dinner. I'm having a good time. And then like someone comes up to you, it's just kind of annoying, even if the fan's a nice person. And like, I don't want to hear any of these people uh, that are going to try to chirp us being like, that's part of the job. Like, no, it's not like, like people should, celebrities should be able to just enjoy their dinner and have a nice meal out and away from their home. So it, so back to it, have you eaten with Josh? And have, if you have, has anyone tried to come up and talk to him? Uh, yes, I have eaten with Josh a, a few times and uh, our spot's El Sombrero. So we go there all the time and 
yes, like people do come up with them. And like, if I was Josh, like in his shoes, like I couldn't handle that. But like Josh is just like a genuine guy. Like he'll talk to any fan or any person coming up to him, even when he's at dinner. Like I asked him about it uh, and like, he's fine with it. Like for me, like it, it become a problem for me, but he just handles it so well. And like, he's just such a professional with that. And he's honestly, like I said, a few times, he's just a good guy. So. Yeah, that's, that's good to hear. I, uh, I was listening, I forget who, who Joe Rogan had on. It was a old episode I was listening to and he was, he was talking about, he was at dinner with his family, like his kids were there and like someone like try to come up and like, like try to ask him for like an autograph or a picture or something. And Joe's kind of like, it's like, dude, I'm with my kids. Like I'm trying to enjoy my, my family time. And it's tough because at the same time, I understand that you want to be nice and you want to uh, have your fans, you know, get a, you want to give them a, you want to take a photo with them. You want to give an autograph because if you don't, it's almost like they're going to have that story that you're an asshole and that, you're you know they just have that story that you're a bad person when you're really not you're just trying to enjoy the little amount of privacy while in public that you have for sure it's uh, mm, go ahead sorry oh no no you go ahead i didn't mean to break you off like that no no you're good yeah it it's tough yeah i mean i i give josh all the credit and so i guess also i talked to this about jack uh, but I figure I get your perspective. You did play in that uh, SoCal Foreign Four championship game. Now you guys, lo- you lost, but yeah, it happens. So I wonder how you uh, ended up on Team Orange away from all your friends because I I looked at the rosters when I was out there and seeing Team White. I'm like, this makes sense why Team White <laughs> Team White's okay. all together because obviously it was Jack, Brendan, Saint Ivany, Igor, Goof, Ron. Like it was just all the all the guys that like we would interact with. So it just made sense. And then seeing you were on team orange, I'm like, what happened here? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was on, uh, I hang out with Matias Scholl. He was on team orange. Like he was unreal behind the net. Uh, but yeah, there's just a draft. I think the GMs were Metcalf and, uh, Sansbury and I played against both those guys in juniors. So they, they know me a little bit. So I didn't, I didn't know I was going to get drafted them. I thought for sure I'd go to white, but getting drafted the orange, it was like really cool getting to know a new group of guys. And I played against, I played with uh, a bunch of guys that are playing professional hockey, college hockey. So it's good to see what their, uh, how they went through it and their past. So getting to know them was unreal and I wouldn't change it. And I love playing against my own friends and I wish we could have beat them because that would have been the biggest bragging rights ever, but it was too bad. And uh mm. <laughs> not going to say anything, but maybe I am, but one of the goals got called off and I'm just going <laughs> to say it was for sure a goal, but all the parents said no, cause they're team white's parents, but I don't know. We'll, we'll see next year. I think next year it'll be run pretty well and there'll just even be better players and a better atmosphere in it too. And hopefully grow the game a little bit more. Absolutely. Yeah. I saw, I saw, there was a good turnout first off and yeah, like I was like like you even saw with uh, the exposure. Anytime Josh's name was thrown in there, it, like the post just went crazy. Like especially because Josh would repost it, and a lot of his followers, since he's got millions of them, would go like that post. Like I know the account didn't have that many followers, and they had like a few thousand likes. So stuff like that was pretty cool. And I mean, what do you think went wrong for Team Orange? Team Orange there? Did you just think that Team White was too stacked? 
you know, uh, there was just like, we were winning to go into the third. I don't know if you knew that. I think we were oh, I saw that. Yeah. Cause they, uh, who is it? I think it was uh, your teammate. Was it Rivera? He was doing uh, like a takeover of an account, yep. like a college hockey account. So I was following it along. Yeah. Like when it happened in real time. Basically uh, in the third period, I think we were winning by one or two and they scored two goals within the first 30 seconds. Like, I don't know. I don't know what happened. Then obviously that turned it down and then it just kind of got ugly from there. Like, honestly, I had a chance to, so they called off our goal. I don't know why the, the ref drew Veaton was just getting like reamed at by like people. So I kind of felt bad. Like, mm-hmm. and, and also like team orange also had like, uh, or not team orange, sorry. Uh, team white. They had like four, I think uh, not uh, breakaways just from like called penalties. We didn't get one. And, uh, what else happened? I, and at the end, like I could have tied it. Like I had a back door, like, and I just missed it one time. And then they went down and scored on the empty net. So I don't know. There's that we could have won it, but next year I think it'll be real even better and like better competition. So it'll be really fun. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it was the first year. So I think there's only, it can only go up from here and I'm looking forward to seeing where the league goes. Are you guys thinking of having it at, uh, Toyota Sports Center next year, or would you rather it be at the same rink it was in the Valley? Uh, I'd love to have it at Toyota Sports Center, not only because I live there, just like I think that facility is awesome. Like, I think most of the games will be on the pond ice just to start off, and then the final uh, SoCal game will just be on the NHL. And it was pretty cool though. Like Team White, like obviously Josh, like he made a YouTube video with them, and like they all came in wearing wife beaters and stuff, and yeah like and then they had a trainer too warming them up they looked dialed like they were a good team like even if on paper like you just look at them like three dra- nhl draft picks a bunch of uh ncaa d1s and then us like we're we're all good a bunch of college players but like i for even like pro too so i thought we could have won but their team was really good too i gotta give it to them yeah they had a stacked team and those who want to see the behind the scenes of that game like uh, Quinn just mentioned Josh did upload a YouTube video I think like a few weeks ago so go check that out that's on his YouTube channel well like did you like see them walk into the rink like that because I thought it was like I loved it I thought anytime you can have a team theme and dress up in a fun fun goofy way I think that's great yeah I loved it too especially just for like so like that league well obviously you want to do it like in a real game but yeah, I love having that little goofy thing, and they had a little goofy theme. They wore their coaches that wore suits, and even our coaches they wore uh, like jean jackets and glasses, sunglasses, so they look good too. And uh, I just think it makes it that much better when like even guys who aren't playing are having fun. And, yeah, and there were chirps uh, before you get back to it. There were some chirps thrown your coach's way. I think in the video, Josh is like, "What are oh, you guys wearing?" And they're like, "Canadian tuxedo." Yeah, there there were for sure chirps. Like, even like it got pretty intense. Like, Brisson, like, I I didn't chip it, but the puck. So the puck went by him, and then I was right next to the boards, and he angled me off into the stanchion. So it kind of got me pretty mad. And it's even in Josh's video. It's it it's annoying, but like, I go try to kill Brendan. There's kind of no hitting, but the game was kind of getting chippy, and he reverse hit me just like murdered me and then mm-hmm. and then a kid on uh team white comes over to me and like cross checks me in the face like three times like and i'm like what are you doing but like he's a good <laughs> buddy of mine like 
it was like it was like pretty funny and and then I'll be, I was surprised I didn't get a penalty shot after that but you know that's just happens I guess yeah you could just chalk it up to the officiating that whole game yeah but it was for it was so fun there were chirps there were hits uh it was like decent hockey too but I was so gassed like four and four like only like probably four forwards so like you just kept on or six forwards total like four on the bench and you just kept on going and going and it got pretty tiring once it hit the third but it was so fun and I can't wait to do it next year oh absolutely so you mentioned Brendan so so obviously you grew up playing uh with Brendan and obviously you seen him getting drafted by Vegas how happy were you for, how happy were you for him seeing him not only get drafted but did you have any idea like if he was going to go in the first round and if, if, you know, even where. Um, I had a, I knew he was going to go in the later first or top second. And I was watching the draft, obviously not only for Brandon, but I know a lot of guys who got drafted that year. And uh, yeah, he's my teammate and I was trying to support him as much as I can. And my dad actually texted me. He's like, I think Vegas is really interested in Brendan. And then, I know Brennan was getting nervous because, like, I can't even imagine, like, you're going to end the first round. You got all your family there and your teammates. And, like, he was really expecting to go first round. So when he got his called up name, I bet that just called his name. It just relieved uh, so much pressure on his shoulders. And having that with your experience with your family and your teammates must be so unreal. I couldn't even imagine. And I'm just so happy that he went to a team like that. Absolutely. I yeah, I think Brennan's going to – I think he's going to do really well once he gets to the pro level. And obviously, especially this year with Michigan, I mean, that Michigan team is looking really, really good. So I'm looking forward to seeing uh, some of his games and and how he does. But, yeah, he – I mean, like, what a guy. Like, what a personality to go to Vegas. <laughs> yeah. He's a, he's a perfect guy for that. You, I remember uh, you beat him in some one-on-ones, though, in the summer, though. So Vegas has yeah. you. <laughs> Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. A few times I think against them, like you were dominant. I remember at least one time. Yeah, you, no, that was, I know you remember that. Oh no, I do. Yeah. It was uh no, that was a fun, that was a fun skate. I mean, anything to get better. I mean, Brennan's obviously going against Brennan. Like I want to play him as hard as I can being, you know, him being a really good player. And no, I definitely remember that. So, uh, <laughs> McCrimmon, give me a call, but yeah, Brendan, um, yeah, and then obviously I can just imagine some of the chirps that he was throwing you because he's he's obviously not a quiet guy on, on the ice. He uh he know he can throw a few chirps here and there. Yeah, for sure. He's a he he definitely was chirping me, but on the ice. But yeah, it's it's all in fun though. We're all good buddies off the ice. On the ice, we're we're not friends, obviously, like different teams. It's a different mindset in hockey. So but after the game, we all went out to eat, like talked about it, had fun, had a few laughs and we were just talking about it, how we can't wait for it to happen next year. Oh, absolutely. So you also played, uh, like I said, you're playing in Wenatchee and you played in Lone Star um, in Texas. Do you have any, do you have any funny stories uh, while you were playing in Wenatchee? While I was playing in Wenatchee or Lone Star? Let's go Wenatchee first. Okay. Funny stories in Wenatchee. You know, one good story is my buddy, uh, Houston Cartman. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, Huey, who's uh, who's team team white member? Yeah, there's a few funny stories, but I'll tell this one. Like before that, there's this guy named Landon Fuller. He's like the toughest guy in the BCHL, and this is Huey's probably second or third junior game, 
he decides he wants to fight him <laughs> uh on the draw like you need to watch it but like on the draw you just see him he asks fuller you want to fight the guy just looks at him starts dying laughing and then right when the puck drops huey slashes his ankle as hard as he can and then they line up like with the, then he throws his gloves on and the guy is looking at him like he wants to kill him and then they're lined up fought huey had a pretty good he won it i think and he's on top and then uh, he has a few photos on Instagram. He tagged McGregor. Like, he was pumped about it. And uh, that guy, I'm pretty sure, because uh, later that week, a player on that team got traded through us, and I asked about it. He punched a hole in the wall. Cause oh, my goodness. Because so rattled that he lost a fight against the Houston Cartman. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's one pretty – that's a really good story, but <laughs> – stories but i don't think i could share them too like, no that that'd be um that'd be off camera you could share yeah. them off camera but man yeah huey's a fun yeah getting to know huey this summer huey's uh he's a very funny guy and i guess the other story i was gonna ask you if you wanted to share was what what was the deal with uh huey not being able to train with uh your boy ripen <laughs> you know uh huey's a he's fun he's a fun time and sometimes he's too much fun you know and i don't know I think it just crossed, it finally crossed past and he went over to, I think, goal line. So he's just working out there. And yeah, he, I don't know. Some, something happened. I'm, I don't really know the full story, but yeah, he used to work with Ripen for a long time and now he's like goal line. Yeah, I think the, the story, how it was um, explained to me was he like showed up late to, <laughs> he showed up late to a workout and Ripen's like, Huey, where the hell were you? Like, and why are you late and he's and he was like oh i was so-and-so last night there were milfs yeah. and shit there yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i'm pretty sure that's how it went and he's like you disrespected my gym my culture uh-huh yeah, i'm pretty sure that's how it went and you know it was, it was hard for ryan but he did uh what's the best for carp and i think he will probably be back in the lab soon so probably next year absolutely so you are someone who you are someone who obviously goes, puts in work in the lab. How, yeah. what was your first impression of uh, meeting Rye Penn and what, what, what can you speak about his uh, work, especially working with you all in the lab? Uh, you know, Rye Penn, like he just, like I came in this summer, he told me I look small. and <laughs> Like the first day I came in, cause I worked out with him last summer. And like, I was like, he called me a beast and like, I felt really good. And then coming in this summer he saw how small I was and like he asked what happened and I have a hard time maintaining weight I think a lot of people do but yeah I, I came in this summer and like now it's coming to an end but like I feel amazing like I put up I put up big numbers on, in the gym so like uh passing like my all-time highs and I feel good on the ice stronger faster and uh you know right pens right he knows what he's doing so uh, I hope it's going to translate on the ice and I can't wait for the season to start. Yeah. Right. Penn, he's awesome. And I should, I should mention, I'm planning on uh, having him on next week. Anything, uh, anything you'd like me to share before I talk to him next week? You're, you're going to have to get back to me on that one. I oh, I will. That's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll text you next week. Yeah. I will, I, I will definitely text you next week. Yeah. I also have a funny story about Cartman. Let's hear it. Uh, this is the craziest junior hockey game I think I've ever played. So this is in the North South. The North South is like a lot, I think, probably the toughest league I've ever played in. 
Oh, it's uh, like in it, like they talk about the NAW, like the North American League being the trenches. I think the trenchiest part of the trenches is the South. Yeah, the South, South's the biggest trenches. It's 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 funny, but uh, my it's my dad told me it reminded him of old time hockey because like there are some line brawls, there's some stuff like I've never seen before. So like this is like one of the craziest games I've ever played. It's against Cartman's team, the Amarillo Bulls. Now I'm on Lone Star. So the games, so like we, we started off good, like hot, like your goalie wasn't playing too good to be honest, but like it was probably five zero. And then our coach called a timeout when they iced it. I don't know why. So Carp's coach said, I think said to his players who wants to go on the ice right now and like fight basically. And it was like the most gong show thing I've seen. So they dropped the puck. It was our first line out there. And then a bunch of guys who like basically fight, they all grabbed each right off the draw. Everyone grabbed someone. It was a line brawl. And our coach pushed a guy off our bench, like our toughest guy. And they fought the Amarillo's toughest guy. And it was, it was nuts. That guy obviously got suspended. He got suspended for about like six games for jumping off the bench. You can't do that, but it was the most nuts thing I've ever seen. Like, I'm pretty sure you can see it on, uh, what's it called vietnam yeah vietnam vietnam probably had it and and then yeah that was the most nuts game i've ever played and that's not having to end it me and carp carp slasher goalie i dropped the gloves on carp but <laughs> he looked at me and started laughing at me because he probably would he probably would have pumped me honestly but i don't mm -hmm. know what happened like just when you're in a game like lines cross and like it's just like adrenaline basically and i don't know why i just dropped my gloves real quick i didn't do anything but he just looked at me, started laughing. <laughs> what are you doing? But yeah, that guy was nuts, man. He was like yelling at our coach, like send your toughest guy on the ice. And so he ended the game with about 60 penalty minutes. Jesus. Like, and he kept on playing some, he was supposed to be off the game, but he kept on playing throughout the whole game. Mm -hmm. It made no sense, but yeah, that was the most nuts game I've ever played. Did you guys end up winning then? I assume yeah, we killed them that game, like six, six, one, seven, one, like, but then the next game they beat us. Uh, Carp was suspended, but yeah, like there were definitely a, a few games like that. But that was by far the most intense game I've ever played. Were you? Um, was that at home or was that in Amarillo? That was at home. So like fan, the fans, fans love that stuff, especially in Texas. So it's just it's just a game down there, super structured and super defensive and super tough. So if you're not tough, you won't do well in that league. Oh, hundred percent. Um, how was it? Uh, how was it playing hockey in Texas? Obviously, I know you come from California, but how was it being in Texas, especially Lone Stars in the? It's like a suburb of Dallas, so basically, yeah. playing in Dallas. Oh, like it was. It's probably the best area to play junior hockey. I'm in. Uh, it's called uh, North Richland Hills. It's like perfect suburb, like. Uh, and I'm right now about 30 minutes from Fort Worth, about 30 minutes from Dallas. So like, like there's like under, like after practice, we'd always eat, go out to eat. Like there's food options everywhere. Like in a smaller town, that'd be tough, but there's everything like, so on downtime, you can do, you can go golfing. The weather's always nice. Uh, you can go paintballing, like movies, like everything was open too. Like with COVID, like it wasn't really a thing there. It was like hundred percent capacity for everything. No masks. It was like, it was almost a different world. It was like pre pandemic. It felt, it was pretty nice. And 
I loved it there. The weather was awesome, except when it snowed and I was out of power for about three or four days, which was tough. And uh, yeah, living there was unreal. And uh, it was definitely probably the best spot in junior hockey to play area wise. Yeah. Yeah. Let's uh, let's dive into that real quick. So as for anyone, I feel for anyone that's unfamiliar. I feel like everyone should be at this point, but there was a stretch this past, like this year, earlier this year during the winter where Texas and a few other of these Southern states that really never get any snow, they got snow. And because they're in warm places and they're not used to getting snow, it's like people just were losing their minds. They didn't know what to do. And like Quinn said, they had no power. So what was your first reaction to the snow, especially not really seeing much of it being in California, but what was kind of going through your mind, especially as it like, you know, day one, two and three pass with no power? Well, I asked my billets. They said it hasn't done that in about 15 years. So, and it was a bad storm. Like, uh, I remember we didn't practice for the first, I think only one day we didn't practice. And that was cause like, that was like the, probably the first day it was ice, black ice. Like I was driving and I stopped about 30 feet from the stop sign and I had no control. I was just going forward. Like it's just, those moments are scary. And like my truck's not meant for it. It's just two wheel drive. And, um, when I was sleeping, I slept in full clothes. The power just shut off. Like I was like doing on my computer and then like everything just goes boom, like off. And I thought it was only gonna be for an hour. Like I thought they were doing that on purpose, but it lasted about three or four days. And then I'd go to the rink and charge my phone actually. And I, when I slept, I could see my, the air, like I could see my breath and I was fully clothed, had about 50, like 20 blankets on me, just trying to keep warm. Like it was definitely like surreal, like how that could happen really, like, especially nowadays, but my, uh, billet actually got another house and it had power. So we went over there for the next two nights. So I was, I was pretty lucky. Some people like had no power, no water. It was pretty tough, but we still played on the weekend. You bet you bet you we did. And we played against New Mexico twice, I think. And there's no power anywhere else, but in the Dallas Stars didn't play, but we did. So <laughs> Wow. And the rink was freezing because they just left the door open, the where the Zam was. So it was just freezing cold. Like your hands were were so like it would hurt when you'd shoot the puck. So but it made it was fun. It was uh, definitely an experience I'll never forget. Yeah, that whole thing was uh, was bizarre, and I think it kind of uh, perfectly encapsulates the North American League. It's like, well, the NHL, an NHL team's not playing. Suck it up, you guys are. Yeah, we were all so surprised when that happened, but honestly, like it was well worth it because we got some weekends off because of it, and uh, it was like it was it was fine, like everyone got to the game safe. There's nothing bad that happened. I was just surprised New Mexico because they're driving 12 hours. I'm surprised they got in, especially when their roads weren't very good. Yeah. The, the thing about the black ice too, I guess that's for anyone that obviously lives somewhere warm, like Quinn, where they don't have to deal with that. Black ice is so scary because it's not it, like you'll drive down and you just like Quinn said, you lose control of your vehicle and Honestly, that's where if you're not, if you don't have enough spacing between you and the car in front of you, in front of you, I'm sorry, you're going to rear end someone. Yeah. It's just not safe. 
And that's the thing, like, like driving in the snow, from my experience, it's not terrible, but when it's icy, there's nothing worse. There's nothing worse than driving in the ice. Yeah. Yeah. There's actually a car in front of me and like the car wasn't moving either. And I was just laying down my horn just to try to get it to go. But I was pretty, it was, I was really close to hitting it and I'm happy I didn't obviously. Yeah. That's yeah, good. I think got stuck at a red light for about five, five minutes. Cause I couldn't go. Like I was really stuck in ice. Like I would reverse and I was stuck forward. I was stuck and I was, I was stuck there for about five minutes and it was like one of the most annoying things I've done. So, yeah, that sucks. What did you, so I know you said you, you, uh, your billet family had a house, a second house they went to that you guys were able to go to. So like, what did you do for like food then? Or even like, what do people do for food if they can't really even like cook, they can't use the stove, they can't use the microwave, they can't like prepare their own food. And obviously I don't think really many restaurants were probably even that open either. That was the biggest thing I was worried about, especially before a game, because, like, you can't use anything. Like, I, I think the the most you could use, I think you could use a gas stove, but I don't know. It was really tough, honestly, because even restaurants were closed. Like, I was just – I honestly don't know. Like, my, my, buddy, my buddy would just make a sandwich, basically. Like, that's all you could do. Mm-hmm. You could just, like, make sandwiches and chips and – it's definitely not easy and I'm happy like my uh my uh like my billet brother got another house with power so we were really lucky he got an Airbnb actually and it, it was pretty nice so I just went over there and we cooked food and it was perfect I don't know what you do honestly like it would be it'd be pretty tough yeah especially like like I said Texas and all these other uh southern states they're not really prepared for weather like that. So when weather like that does happen, it's just a shock. There's just really not much infrastructure that's in place for you to do anything. Yep. Yeah, yeah it's, it's wild. Long show. <laughs> no, it really is. Uh, no, it is. So I guess uh, going back to Wenatchee, um, you played with um, a, a kid we both know, um, Brian Adams. Uh what, uh, do, you have any, do you have any stories of Brian when you played with him in Wenatchee? Uh, well, actually, Brian Adams was my roommate. <laughs> no <So> way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was our captain, too. You, I love Brian. Like, he taught me so much. Like, he was, uh, he was a hard leader. Like, everyone respected him. And uh, he was a good player, too. Like, he had, like, I, I think 20 goals, maybe more. And uh, there were some definitely good. I can't think of any good stories right now, but I even, I even had that guy down this summer too, because he goes to air force now. So he came down for a few days and he was pretty, uh, he's pretty rattled that I, we all get to just skate and then just go to the beach right after. And he's like, wow, this life sucks, huh? But he was obviously, he was pretty jealous. So, but yeah, Brian was a great roommate. Like he honestly taught me a lot, how to become a leader and hopefully I can like apply those and uh, he honestly taught me to be a better person, too. So uh, me and him would always go on the ice early, like leave last and work on little stuff together. And uh, yeah, living with that guy was awesome. Yeah. Uh, and he's also it's funny. He's from Northern California, which it's it, like people think, obviously, like L.A. is a different world. But then you get up to like San Francisco, like the Bay Area. And yeah, like they just I, it's like they just don't go to the beach there. It's 
they still enjoy the weather. They still do things to enjoy the weather, but there's just something in Southern California where you can actually just go to the beach after, which I'm a big fan of personally. Yeah. And yeah, funny, like, so like how I know Brian is uh, we played, played the same minor hockey club. He was playing under 18. I was playing under 16 and where he was like billeting, uh, we went to the same high school. So he would give me, he would be able to give me rides to the rink um, in his, Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> in his little car, his little red car, not really the the best car. Sorry, Brian. Not, Dude, yeah. but he know, but he knows it's not the best. Um, he, and yeah, like we would. <laughs> no, he knows, and yeah, so he would give us give me rides to the rink. Uh, no, he was he was obviously a good guy. It was um it was good, obviously getting to know him, and yeah, I, I I'm very appreciative that I had someone that was able to do that because I obviously didn't have my my driver's license yet. I got it that summer so obviously if i had a car i would definitely return the favor but yeah it was it was fun get it was fun to you know enjoy some car rides because our car rides were like they were long they were like 30 minutes oh really to play yeah we lived we lived a little bit from where we played but it was but yeah it was a fun time obviously it was good uh you know getting to know them and things like that (laughs) but another thing i wanted to mention was uh real quick so for those that are watching on YouTube, because pod the audio listeners can't uh, won't be able to see this. Um, so when I was when I was in LA this summer, as I've brought up a lot, uh, quit you know we hung out with Quinn and someone made an offhanded comment. I forget who it was that they're like, "Yo, you look like Matt Damon." Oh <laughs> yeah, I don't, you know what's funny is my teammate last year called me Matt Damon. I texted that guy. I don't know where he got it from, but I don't I don't think I look anything like that guy. But now it's funny. You can keep going off the story. I just had to say that. <laughs> no, no, I appreciate you interjecting. Yeah, I, I'm like, I'm looking at uh, Quinn uh, on Zoom right now for this interview, and I can, <laughs> I can kind of see it. It's mainly in like the cheek a little bit, like the, like yeah. the lower part of the face. Not really as much the eyes, but it's mainly yeah. like from like the cheek cheekbones to the 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 jawline and the nose, but. No, it's it's just funny. Um, do you have a favorite Matt Damon movie by chance? Uh, it's the one. Uh, it's the one of Leonardo DiCaprio's in it the, too. The Departed. Yeah, I love that movie. I I I'll watch that a few times. That movie's good. And movie's then, awesome. What's it called? The uh, the one. How to, good Goodwill Hunting. Hunting. Yep. Yeah. And then obviously. Are you going to say The Martian next? Yeah, The Martian's good too. There's a he's in so many movies like it's I could list off a ton, but yeah. I love uh Goodwill Hunting and The Departed. I think it's funny that you bring those two up because not only are those two of his better performances, but those movies um are so are such Bostonian movies, especially that's where he grew up and just the fact that that's where those movies take place too and that he gets to kind of unlock his true mass hole self which for those that don't know what a mass hole is it's basically referring to someone who's from massachusetts and you know it was a little a little kind of rough around the edges a bit i mean you know they they kind of they have the accent like we're going to have it uh they have the accent but yeah he's so good in both those movies and it's just funny you pick two movies where he's from (laughs) (laughs) yeah which is which is great yeah that now that's it sticks with me all the time. Right when I see Igor Larionov and uh, Brisson, they always call me Matt Damon. And, uh, <laughs> I don't know. 
they just always do the mess with me but so i don't know yeah they um yeah they those two guys are so funny they'll just they'll let they'll, they do let you know for sure um and so i know i mentioned this earlier but so obviously uh your dad played played in the league had a good career played at bowling green what's i asked jack this last week so i want to ask you too what's some of the what's some of the best advice your dad has given you for hockey like your during your career um one thing he's always taught me is to be a good teammate and to compete uh and honestly those two simple things and and obviously being coachable those two simple things not only help you in hockey but in the real world world because if you don't do those two things you won't get anywhere so that's what i you always have to do when you play hockey when you do school, whatever you do, you got to be compete and be a good person or be a good teammate. Yeah, I think I, and sorry, before I go back to you, I think the other thing too, is like you said, being coachable. And I think everyone listening should obviously apply those things to their life. And especially let's take sports out of it. Cause obviously sports, you're going to work with a team. There's different personalities, but I think the one thing that sports does is it does a great job of is it prepares you for that when you're out of the sport, because it doesn't matter if you stop playing after high school or even when you retire from the pros, you, when you move on to your next career, you're going to have to work with people. So it's developing those team working skills because there's times, and I know some people aren't going to like this, what I'm going to say, but there's times with, when you're in your field that there's people that won't like you and you have to be adult enough to say, you may not like me and I may not like you, but, we're adult enough and we respect each other enough that we're going to still work together. So I think that's a great point that your dad brings up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I, I think you always run into people that don't like you a lot. And I think just being a listener and being respectful is like the biggest thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, especially like listening because enough people, there's enough people out there and they basically think that they know everything and that they're just not really wanting to learn anything else and they're kind of just fine with where they're at but if you're coachable you're at least at least for me being coachable means you're open-minded you're open to people being able to help you and make you a better person player student whatever it is so I think having an open mind is a really good thing and especially as our world keeps changing having an open mind is very important I think yeah, I think you're right too. Like if you don't have an open mind and you, you're know-it-all, you won't get anywhere. So, and, and here's the thing, here's the thing about know-it-alls. Cause I think that's a great point you just made. Um, like if you're a know-it-all and you had all the answers when you were, when, like as young, when you were younger, if you had all the answers, well, I'm sorry, you're not learning anything. You're not, you're not growing. Like if you have all the answers, honestly, if you had all the answers, I think that would be boring. Yeah. I really stand by that because not only life's too short, but life's about learning new things, pushing yourself. You know, you're going to fail a few times. You're going to get in trouble, but the, getting in trouble and, and having a setback, those are learning opportunities so that you can learn and then, then succeed. So I think for people that are afraid of obviously getting in trouble, and I don't mean like in trouble, meaning like you go, you know, commit a, a crime or a serious crime, but obviously meaning like, you know, get in trouble with your parents and things like that. I, I just think to myself, one, I'm going to learn. And two, 
it's it might be a funny story down the <laughs> few years later. So I think you should you should do it. You know, you should try to grow. Yeah, for sure. Like if you think about everything you've learned, you probably failed at it first. For at least that's me. Like I think failure is like the biggest thing that will help you to succeed. So that and not quitting. So yeah. Absolutely. So a little a game I wanted to play with you uh is we're going to call it, it's the word, I'm going to call it, uh, it's lame name, but the word game. So it's word association. So I'm going to tell you a phrase, like a word, and I want you to think of the, and everyone at home could play along too. I want you to think of the first word that pops in your head, or if it's a phrase, you could say a phrase. So okay. first two, we're going to start off uh, pretty simple. So we're going to go hockey. Uh, yeah. Is that it? Well, yeah, it's like a one word. Oh, like, okay. Yeah, I got what it, pops I got in it. your head? Yeah. Yeah. My bad. My bad. Hockey, uh, McDavid. It's a good answer. I'm going to say for hockey, I'm going to say way of life. So why do you say McDavid? Obviously, it makes sense, but. Honestly, that's just the first guy I could think of just skating around the ice. So that's what came up with first in my head. That's fair. I think for me, why I say way of life is because I just think hockey is given, at least me, and I know for you, it's given us almost like a new kind of purpose where obviously like it gives our, like when we work out and we train off the ice, it gives our workouts purpose because a lot of people, they work out just so they can look good. And obviously everyone wants to look good, but when we work out or other people work out, it's so that we can, so that there's performance on the ice is better. So I just think obviously, you know, you love the game. It'll love you back kind of thing. Uh, next one is beach. Volleyball. It's a good, I was going to say, I think beach, I think, uh, California, I think the, you know, I just think of the great beaches, like you obviously have Manhattan, Hermosa, Santa Monica, Malibu. Um, and obviously beach volleyball is a good answer. And you're saying that just cause obviously you play a lot of beach volleyball. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. That's pretty much why we always play it after a hockey. When we go to the beach, we at least get a couple of games in and it's, it's super competitive and we're like guys are almost competitive in everything and it can get pretty heated too sometimes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, legacy. You go first. How do you think? <laughs> okay. I'm going to say the phrase for me is, is um, I would say for me, um, I would say building, like you want to build a legacy. And part of the reason I even, I even asked this is because obviously like you're following in your father's footsteps uh, and go, playing at the same school. So, it's almost like you're kind of like you're um, following his legacy in the sense that you're going to take on the same similar role he did. And I think everyone just wants to build a legacy because obviously that's what usually is remembered of someone is their legacy when they're long gone. Uh, I'm going to go with, it's kind of copy adding or copying on you uh, just like creating, like everything you do is like creating onto your legacy, like working out, like you said, you're trying to become a better hockey player and all those little things you do like add up. So that's going to be my word. All right. This next one is, uh, I think rather funny, Matt Damon. <laughs> the departed or Quinn Emerson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say goodwill hunting. Um, yeah, I think goodwill hunting for me, why I, when I think, think of him is obviously that's, that's a movie where he um, kind of came on the scene, especially this, you know, there's a scene in the, in the bar where he's talking about, he's like, oh, he's, he basically puts that guy in his place where he's like, 
he's like, Oh, what do you do? You just like skim, like you skim off the internet, like for, for these captions and for these, you know, you, you just read a page of the textbook, just try to impress some girls at the bar. And then obviously um, when he, when he eventually gets, I think it's sky or Skyla's number was played by Minnie driver. He's like, Hey, do you like apples? Well, I got her number. How do you like them apples? Like it's a classic line really organically, uh-huh. uh, really organically said. And, and then even um, I think the scenes with him and Robin Williams are great, especially like whenever it weird thing, but whenever um, someone, someone texts me something and I know it's like not their fault. I send him the gif of Robin Williams where he's like, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. So obviously the part, it makes sense, but we'll still hear the, uh, the, your reasoning. Oh yeah. Uh, the departed for uh, Matt, that's just like one of the movies I love for him. Like I already said that, but yeah, watching that movie and just like, there's so like at the end of the movie, you're just like, did that just happen? Like, mm-hmm. For people who haven't seen it, like, I bet most of you have, but the ending was just ridiculous, like, insane. Like, so much happens, and uh, you just would never think that would happen. So, yeah. Are you talking about when, like, the rat scurries on the, the balcony? Because I was like, did that just happen? Did we just see a rat scurry yeah. away? Which isn't spoiling anything. But... Yeah, well, I'm talking about, like, the elevator scene. Like, that. Oh, yeah, that was yeah. that was crazy, and yeah. He, and then he goes down, and obviously, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's if, you, much. if you think about it uh and anyone who's seen goodwill hunting will know matt damon's character is a scumbag in that movie he is not a good person i mean obviously he's double-sided and it's just crazy that no one obviously has any suspicions about him but yeah he's not really a great person in that movie to kind of put it mildly he's definitely not a good guy in the departed either but well, that's what I mean in the movie. Yeah, in the movie, like yeah. his character. Yeah, he's not his character. Um, what I'm trying to think what it, what his character's name was. I it's it's escaping me right now. But yeah, he he like he's great in the movie as an actor, but like his character, like just everything he's done, and and it, it's just it's just it's just not good. And then the, and then before we um, let me here. I'm I'm actually looking looking it up what his character's name is um here let me see uh oh it's colin sullivan <laughs> yeah detective sullivan he's he's a scumbag so the last one um the first word popping in your head brother like <laughs> like that's my twin brother i'm gonna say lifelong friend so obviously blake um you have your brother blake um what does he mean to you what's uh any fun memories uh, with with Blake? Uh, there's just so many memories, and like some of them are pretty crazy. Like I'm just thinking about one. Like this is like a completely random one. Like not having like a great memory, but we're at the lake, Lake Erie, at Jack's house. We're on Sea-Doo's, and I was on a stand-up paddleboard, and they're both circling me in a sea which is like really dumb because they could easily hit me. And that's exactly what almost happened. Blake was coming straight at me full speed. And then I yelled his name, Blake. And then he looks at me, his eyes wide and like wide and open. Like I've never seen before, like realizing he could hit me and like kill me here. Mm -hmm. Turns and like was probably about two or three feet away from just absolutely like killing me basically. But yeah, like that's just like one little memory, but 
there's like so many things that happen on a daily basis. Like, like you said, lifelong friend, like I really just go over to his room right now and say, let's, let's go to the beach or let's, let's play some video games. Like, and you always do it. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just think that I just think having a, like as a, as a guy, having a brother or even, I guess you could say as like a sister, if, as a girl, if you have a brother, but I just think having a brother is great. I mean, there's, especially as a guy, there's so many things, so many fun things you could do and so many things, you know, there's a lot of horsing around that goes on and yeah, it's just someone that, you know, most people are close with, most guys are close with their brothers if they, if they have one. And yeah, I think it's obviously, you know, I think it's, it's someone you're going to have around forever. So I think there's a lot of good memories that come from having a brother personally. Mm-hmm. So, so I guess also last, last thing I wanted to, to say two things was where can everyone find you on a, social media to keep to keep uh tabs on you with Wenatchee um my social media is just on at underscore Quinn Emerson and uh I don't I don't post too much but I post like every once in a while and I most mostly just post probably hockey and with my buddies too so yeah that's where you can find me that's fair and then uh second question is who would you like to see me uh, bring on the pod uh Houston Cartman oh <laughs> yeah Huey would be Huey would be really funny oh my yeah. goodness yeah just thinking of some of the stuff that that we like you just talked about with yeah, yeah that would be funny and obviously I know you obviously would have thought of saying right pen even though I already kind of yeah. already dashed it saying that I got him on for next week which will be funny and obviously I'm gonna give you some stories and ask you for some things about him to talk about, but yeah, it'll be funny. So Quinn, it was, uh, it was good having you on. Thanks for, uh, thanks for joining. Yeah, it was a pleasure. Thanks for inviting me out. No problem. Okay. Big thanks Quinn Emerson for joining the program. Always good to, to chat with people that, you know, and we had a lot of good times, even if he is kind of getting sick of being called uh, Matt Damon for, lack of a better term. Um, a little note next week, uh, next week's episode or interview, at least that I'll tease is, is a very good guy. He's a trainer. He not, not Kevin, sorry. I'll have to get Kevin, uh, from GLP on at a later date. Uh, I think that would be a good one, but no, it's a trainer that works with, uh, Quinn and Igor. So I think everyone's going to like that one. If anyone has obviously any questions or anything you want to know about me, uh, feel free to obviously send me a DM on Instagram or just obviously uh, leave comments on, on the account. I am working on, I'm almost done with my podcast website. So I'm going to make sure there's a, ta- a tab for people to leave questions, leave comments, just ask me what you want to know um, just about life in general, or even like show show related, I'll say, but yeah, I'm looking forward to, get, to getting that out. So I think that'll be that I think that'll be nice to say the least. Um, yeah, just feel free to do that. Um, as always, make sure that you go on Spotify, Apple, Apple Podcasts, just basically like wherever you would get your podcast, follow it, turn the bell on so that you're notified whenever I drop a new episode. Um, on Apple, especially, leave a five-star review, leave a comment. I like going through those. I like seeing them. I mean, obviously, the nice ones are appreciated, but even if it's one where there's a little constructive criticism. I'm always open to that and I'll take a look at it. Um, follow the podcast Instagram at PK's Place Podcast. 
and follow my personal Instagram, which is p.hughes15. Hope everyone has a good rest of the week and the weekend and, you know, stay safe out there and just be yourself.